Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello. Jingle bells, oh, jingle what? bells, jingle all oh, the way. I'm Lee Campbell. In July. Are you or are you Santa Claus? I'm Santa Claus. So Tegan and I are the hosts of this show. We'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> but we're going away this weekend together. We Five are. mums. Oh, my god. One gosh. newborn, unfortunately. But, hey, what can you do? Uh, I tried to make her leave it. <laughs> Still connected to the tit. She's leaving the other two. So for her, it's a holiday. But we're having a mum's Christmas in July. We are. No children. I made everyone buy an ugly Christmas sweater. I love sweater. my jumper so much. Oh, my god! I can't wait. To... Anyway, I'm Lee Campbell. You've already said that. Oh, I'm Tegan Natoli. And this is This Glorious Mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at, at the, the door. front door and on the outside. so are the children. <laughs> <laughs> now, we know you all love it when we chat about your dilemmas. And we got a really interesting one this week via our Facebook group, Mamma Mia Family. It's about two tricky topics, money and the mental load. So we're going to chat about that. And of course, at the end, we are going to do our nails and nails. So let's get stuck in. Parents group. So this is from Anonymous. How do people, most of the time mums, let's face it, handle when your partner is the one working and earning the money, yet you are still working, but it's all the unpaid kids stuff, like kids, homework, cooking? How do people not feel like they have no money to spend? This is coming from someone who feels like a kept woman, even though I don't have what would be considered a controlling husband. She then goes on to say, I realise this is a topic that could be confronting for some, and I just want to say I acknowledge that. She says, I find it so hard when I'm not physically earning any money and therefore feel guilty when I want to spend some on things other than groceries and kids' activities and clothing and general household expenses. Any tips? I'm all about communication, but to be honest, I just don't think my husband will ever fully understand what it's like to not earn any money at all and yet be working so damn hard all the time feels. She says, I plan to return to work soon. I have two kids under three, but part of the reason is to finally just have some of my own cash coming in. I know it's a joint lifestyle. He earns money for the bills and all that, and I stay home and mind the kids and cook and clean. But how do you still feel like you can spend the money without needing to justify it? Is it maybe just because it's early days for me? I'm interested to hear what people think or do. Oh, gosh, I feel this one so much. Do you? Yeah. Please elaborate. So I suppose for me and my family situation, both my husband and I are business owners. So, Mm. But I only started my business while in the depths of newborn babies, And most people know when you start a business, you don't earn money for a while. In fact, you're probably putting in more money than you'll end up earning over the first few years. So 
Although that time would have been a time where I wouldn't have been earning money anyway because I would have been off with the kids, raising the kids, not going to work, Mm. I found it so hard to go from a working financially independent woman Mm. to then asking my husband for money for groceries. And like this lady as well, my husband's not controlling financially or anything like that. So, you know, what's his money is my money. That's Mm. how he sees it. But I think the problem sits with us as women, you know, or mums, because it's all that other work that is unpaid, Mm. the cooking, the cleaning, the keeping of the house, the dropping the kids to school and doctor's appointments and all of that kind of stuff, that it's almost like the load of it is equivalent to what a man goes to work and and does their job for. And yet we're like, oh, can I please have some pocket money so I can go and meet Karen for a coffee? Yeah. So tell me, think back to then. Say you wanted to buy a nice dress to wear to your friend's wedding when you weren't earning any money, you were putting it all into Bump Day Spa or whatever. Did you feel guilty for buying like a non-essential? Oh, yes. I would feel guilty. I wouldn't have to ask. Yes. But I would. I would because you shouldn't have to. But Yeah. But I think that's part of it because you're like, oh, this isn't money that I have earned. Like it's not come on my paycheck Mm -hmm. or, you know, here I am at the shop on a Tuesday buying myself a dress. Yes. Or if I can be out buying myself a dress, then I should be at work earning money. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But meanwhile, you're pushing a kid and you've just spent two hours in the parents' room. Yes. So I don't know. It's a hard one for me because I see it from both points of view. But when Anonymous does say, is it early days? Yes, I think it is. Mm. Because, you know, once you do go back to work, should you choose to, it does change. You do feel more equal to be able to contribute. And I will never, ever earn what my husband earns. Mm. Like you earn a salary from your business, right? right. Now I'm to a point where I'm earning money from my business and I'm getting a salary, which is nowhere near what his is. I feel like I'm contributing Mm. financially. Mm. Although for the last four or five years, I've been contributing in more ways than that, like with keeping a household. and And I do agree. Like obviously that makes you feel more equal, but there's so many women that do sacrifice going back to work or don't want to go back to work and they shouldn't feel this way. Like they might never go back to work or they might wait till the kids go to school. So I wonder what some practical tips are. I can't relate to this so much, only that, I mean, towards when I was about to go on mat leave, I was really panicked about money. I earn more money than my husband only because I have various income streams. I work at Mamma Mia, but I do other work, like not by much, but I'm quote unquote the breadwinner, which don't even get me started on that whole government thing about the mum because- It should be on the lowest income. Anywho, I was so worried. We'd sunk all of our money into IVF and then a surprise pregnancy. We were like, oopsies, we don't have any money to actually go on Matley. But I went back podcasting here at Mamma Mia at four months. So it was a very short period for me. But I still thought, I just remember thinking vividly, lying awake at night going, oh, if I can just afford one coffee catch up with a mum, you know. Because I was thinking I'm not allowed to spend because I'm not earning, earning, which is so ridiculous. So I'm wondering if any mums out there that are stay-at-home mums, I hate that term, But if there's practical tips, like I thought maybe if they could divvy up the household income, like when it comes in and almost be like, all right. It's a split thing. Yeah, it's a split thing. I mean, it is anyway, but just for her to get her head around it, could they go, okay, there's your half you earned in inverted commas, and then they both put in whatever for the groceries or the mortgage or the rent, and then she shouldn't feel guilty for treating Mm. herself to the movies or a lunch or a dress or whatever it may be. And it's such a good point you made in terms of, women eventually going back to work if they can because the price of daycare, I know that when I was going to work in the early days, 
you know, that's part of the guilt because the money that my husband was earning was going towards the daycare so that I could then go to my job and not necessarily earn anything at all yes. at the point I was in. Or in most women's case, it earns basically it the same the amount daycare. as what the daycare costs. Yes. So therefore, you're back to square one as, yeah. a, as a woman or a stay-at-home mum. But I think people can't look at it like that because we can't equate female wage to daycare yeah. because oh, I agree that women it's not right. stay home, don't that's advance right. in their career, they don't get super. Like it's so important to think how household income. Exactly. But exactly. I can see, like, I just remember feeling not inadequate, but just so, I mean, I was diagnosed with adjustment disorder because yeah. for me it was such an adjustment yeah. from single career woman to- yeah. wiping know, an ass. Yes, and not earning any money from it. <laughs> wiping an ass and cleaning and up trust spew. trust me, it should pay a lot it's more It's very than it humbling, let yeah. me tell you. So I really feel for her. I mean, she shouldn't feel that way. I think she should sit down with her husband and say, I'm feeling this way. Yep. And I'm sure he will say, babe, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. But totally. I think a lot of, particularly for me as well in those early days, a lot of the resentment or the stress was up in my head and I was ruminating. Absolutely. You're home with a baby all day. Yeah. You've only got time to think about these things. Yeah. Whereas I think you sit down and say, I feel this way. Yeah. How can we as a family unit and as a couple get me out of this headspace? And I'm sure he'll have yeah. suggestions. And it's so true because I know that whenever I've brought it up, like my husband is sometimes baffled. Like, yeah. you know, I'll bring up like, oh, well, because I'm not doing this. He'll be like, I don't, like, you know, mm. it's, it's something that we manifest in our head for so long. And rightfully <laughs> so because a lot of it is social stigma. It's funny that you say that because Richard and I are trying to tighten in the reins at the moment. We had a very expensive first six months of the year doing dry July. We were like, let's use that to like rebudget, redo everything. Yes. And he said, your spending is too much. Like, why are you going to Coles, Woolies, Aldi and Harris Farm? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, good point. But I had to stop myself by going, well, I earn more money than you. Like, I even had that, like, don't tell yeah. me how to spend the money when I'm bringing in more. And yeah, then, and then, which is a good example of the other side, yeah. you know. And he just said, look, like at the end of the day, we're, we're trying a family. To, yeah, we're yeah. a family and it's like yeah. I contribute, you contribute and it should not be down to like, well, you win this and this? I don't. It's not a ratio equation. Correct. Mm. So I think, you know, they say that the two reasons people get divorced is money and sex. So sit down and talk about it. Maybe have some and sex then have first. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Get some money out and bang on it. <laughs> These dilemmas are all solved now. So, You're welcome. Look, the question was originally posted in the family group. So there were some really fantastic mm. responses. Let's read through them. Brody had said, This is such a great question. I'm a stay-at-home mum of five years. I have three kids who are one, three and a half, and five. Wow, that's a big job. Yep. One way I do it is I am in charge of the budgeting. That's I, a great idea. Yes. Like for the woman to take charge of the budgeting, yes. I feel like another job for her, of yes. course, but, but she's across it. So she says, I watch the bank account and what comes in and out. I do the majority of the spending too, weekday groceries, clothes for the kids, pharmacy, doctor's appointment. So good. I'm really in charge of the majority of what happens to it. Maybe that could help you too. If it's a big ticket item, they consult each other. And he checks in <laughs> with what he spends his own money on. I love that. She goes, yes, hubby checks in with me. If we he do can that too. If we're over like... 200 because we've got a joint bank account, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. actually I lie, I don't, but Rich does. Um, <laughs> I love it. Truan said, this was me for about three years, but I went back to work earlier this year. I'm very lucky that while I did feel this in some ways, my husband would reiterate to me that it is our money. He'd often say that I worked harder than him and helped me feel validated about what I was doing, raising our children. Even then, it took me a while to feel okay about spending money and sometimes I still don't buy enough things for myself. 
Yes, mm. girl. Yes, girl. So Jade, I thought Jade's was fantastic. She said, I had big feelings around this when we had our first baby. My husband and I had conversations around how I felt and it was very clear that he saw the money was our money mm. despite me no longer earning. It took a little while for me to reframe it in my own head, but eventually it stuck. You are still working. It's just that we've been taught not to value unpaid labour. Wow. Yes. She's hit the nail on the head here. You are contributing to the family just as much as the earning partner and sometimes more. Have a conversation around how finances are going to work, whether that's setting a realistic budget together or making sure you have access to money you don't have to ask permission for so you don't feel guilty for spending what you need to. Yes, Jade, preach it. And also Rochelle said, my partner and I both have a separate splurge account that we top up every month. What a great idea. We both get the same amount. We started this when I stopped working for a period to be a stay-at-home mum. No questions asked about how we spend it. It's for things like takeaway, going out for dinner, hair, makeup, clothes, presents for other people, presents for kids, anything unnecessary. The balance carries over each month so we can save for bigger purchases. I think that is an awesome idea. Me too. And that's independent as well, you know, done together but spent independently. Yes. You know, you still get your little some, um, some. guilty pleasures. Yeah. yeah, shouldn't be guilty either. If you think your situation might be bordering on financial abuse, please call 1-800-RESPECT. Nails and fails. How did you go? I'll start with my fail because it wasn't mine. The other weekend, my little child went to stay with my brother. So for context, they live like an hour and 20 out of Sydney towards yeah. Wiseman's Ferry. So that's why it's the only third sleepover he's had there because by mm. the time you drop him there and back, it's a three-hour trip. <laughs> you might as well take him. You may as well just not have a fun night. But yeah. anyway, Rich and I went and had a little romantic stay in a hotel. We dropped him out there and I get a bit paranoid. I'm that, believe it or not. I'm like, don't let him touch a funnel web. But that's because he almost did once. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do that. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll keep him alive. And then on the <laughs> Sunday morning, I got a God, text. you would never let me have him overnight, would you? No way. <laughs> You've just got too many kids. You could have him one-on-one -on -one if you didn't have your kids. Oh, God, I'd be more relaxed that way. <laughs> My kids would be babysitting. That's so good. That's the only hope you've got. That's true. But I get a text saying, I'm going to need you to sign an incident report. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, that's um, hilarious, actually. I know. So obviously she texting that. Like, oh, I knew like, he oh, wasn't God. dying. But oh. I've called, I called immediately. But there's going to be visual proof, so I need to run it by yes, her. Yes, and he, he can speak now, so he'll be like, Auntie Sherby did this. So <laughs> he was helping her hang out some washing on to like a clothes horse or whatever, and he said, I'll go back and was in the laundry, and their house is literally a wind tunnel, and this door, it's like, <gasps> it's basically the front door through oh. the laundry, flew open and jammed his fingers oh, like sugar. within the door thing. So he's squealing. She, It's a big house. She's running oh. and then she sees that he, like, his fingers. he's jamming there. So she's trying to open the door but oh, she's jamming his fingers oh, more. Oh, no. So she's ice packed him, made sure he's okay before she calls. But I was like, hey, he's alive, thank God. His fingers move. They're pretty bruised. <laughs> But oh, it wasn't me. So that's kind of a nail. Have you got a fail? I actually, for once in my life, don't have a fail because my head has been so far in boxes that this um, is the last time you're allowed to talk yeah, about I know, moving. I know, I know, I, and it is. You know why? Because I'm just going to jump straight to my nail. Yes, I've done it. It's happened. It's gone. And you know what? My pleasure. I will never talk about it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm so sick of thinking <sighs> about it. Hearing we'll be wheeling myself, you out in a casket at from that house. Builder's wife. I moved six months ago. I've moved again. It's been a six-month move and thank God it is over. Yeah. 
I never want to see a box. Don't show me one of those checkered bag things. Don't show me sticky tape or a permanent texter or wrapping paper stuff. No, (laughs) no, I'm allergic to it all. Get it away from me for at least five years. No more. But I nailed it and it's done. Yay. And thank you listeners for listening to me whinge about it for the last year, but it is over. Yes, it feels good. Oh, my God. And now it's only a matter of time until it all clogs up and I have to redo. No, but the fresh start where everything's in the cupboards you want. But, yeah, let's see how long it lasts. Are the girls sharing a room? They are. They've got Mm. bunks. They've moved into little bunks. And there's actually... So four beds. So there's two bunks in their room because we're like, oh, of course. <laughs> there's been a few nights in our old house where Jason's like, I feel bad for him, and so Jason will go and like, fall asleep with own. Banjo because yeah. there's me and Jason, and then there's the twins, and then Banjo's like, oh, I'm just gonna go. So Jason has gone to sleep with him a couple of times. So True. at least this way with the bunks, if he wants to go in with the girls, if he wants That's to, like he does clever. have his own little room. But I never if he thought wants of that. To, he would yeah. be like, hey, where's my other person? <laughs> Where's my little joint at the hip person? You better yeah. have another one. So it's only no, fair. <laughs> thank- oh, well, no, 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 no. What is your well done. nail? My nail is, I can't remember if I talked about it on the show. I talked about it on Instagram, but there was a little person at daycare that was bopping Alexander on the head. Oh, yes. And it wasn't going well. And it's funny because at three they can talk. So when there was like biting and stuff in the yes. baby room, you were and like, who bit say. my kid? But as soon as they come home, they're it's like, so good, Bob, isn't it? Bob bopped me on the head. So I'm like, bloody Bob. But <laughs> I know. Bob the <laughs> But I know that. Obviously, it's just like I'm not mad at Bob. No, of course. But school taught him and daddy practiced, stop, I don't like it. And you put your hand in their face and then you run away and tell the teacher. So he's been practicing, stop, I don't like it. And now since then, every time, as soon as I get him, Bob didn't hit me today. Bob didn't hit me today. And he's so proud that his little stop, because I don't like it's it. working. Yes, oh, my God. That's so going to come Bob, in really handy in future. Because it was so literally every day that Bob would bop him or hit yeah. him with a rake or steal his toys or whatever. Mm. I think there might be a love triangle going on. But Bob has stopped bopping my kid because of the stop, I don't like it, runs away, oh, tells the teacher. There's only one song for this. Speaking of Bob, and this is why it popped into my head quickly, we've got a neighbour called Bob and he was walking down the street the other day and I said, hey, Bob. And Alexander's eyes lit up and goes, you're a builder? <laughs> And it was so cute. I was like, no, he's not a builder. And he's like, but he's Bob. And I was like, yeah, but not every Bob's a builder. And he was like. He'd be like, mind blown. Yeah, he was like, he has to be a builder. Anywho. Well, thank you for listening to this glorious mess. Get in touch with us at tgm at mamamia.com.au and join our parenting group, Mamma Mia Family, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Also, thanks to anyone listening who has become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos, and all of the great articles on Mamma Mia. And, of course, you'll be supporting our team of female journalists and producers. Subscriptions cost as little as $5.75 a month. That's a bargain. And there's a link in our show notes. This episode was produced by Emmeline Peterson, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.